This is episode 16 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, I will be sharing a recent race recap, and Katie will too. Our scavenger hunt list for this week is a picnic table, a golf course, a skateboarder, a turkey, and a fodder shock. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Sue, and this is Season 3 of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. And sounds like two of us have run a 5K recently, and we get to find out how that went tonight. And the other one of us, well, I have a perfectly valid excuse for not running a 5K, because (laughs) I had a baby this week, or on Friday. But we haven't been putting out shows in a couple of weeks because a couple or one, two, three, no, all three of us have been sick. So (laughs) Katie, how how have you been feeling lately? Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting better. I'm definitely better than I was right after I got back from the wedding um, in Greenville and the whole bachelorette weekend and everything. I got very sick (laughs) and it was miserably sick. I, I didn't go to the doctor to have a flu test, but it felt like the flu. I mean, I felt like I'd been hit by a Mack truck, high fever, chills, sore throat. Oh. It was just, uh, it was awful. Really, really bad. Thankfully, though, that only lasted for like four-ish days. Ugh. And Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Thankfully, only four days. But then it just kind of turned into the generally crappy feeling, you know, Uh, a little bit of lingering headaches, exhaustion, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've still been battling the fatigue, um, just trying to get enough sleep and make sure I'm taking my vitamins and, you know, eating right and drinking enough fluids to to make sure I can totally get rid of this bug that's got a hold of me. But um, still a little exhausted. But other than that, I'm much better than I was. So things are looking up. I'll try to remain positive. Well, you sound good, so glad to hear that you're recovering. Yes, I am as well. And somehow you managed to get out for a race. We'll find out how you did that. Yeah, yeah well, yes, yes. Managed is a good word, yes. And Megan, you've been sick too? Yes, I, um, I didn't get it as bad as Katie did. I just got it differently, where I was really chest congested and nasal congestion and I lost my voice two or three times over a two-week period and I went and taught kids and they like to laugh at me oh. so that was a joy they're like ha 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 you sound so funny and I wanted to be like ha 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 you're lucky I showed up today but yeah and they're like please stay home <laughs> And it's like, I really need the money. My middle school kids were like, what kind of man is your husband that he's not at home taking care of you? Why did he send you to work? I was like, why are your kids so sexist? I would have to guess because that's the way they've been raised. I really tried to tell them um, I chose to come to work and my husband doesn't stay at home and take care of me anyway. But I didn't want to have that discussion. Right. It's really none of their business anyway. Yes, exactly. I was just like, I'm here, and that's all you need to know. Did Brad end up catching it too? No. Oh, good. 
<laughs> yes, nice. And stuff. <laughs> I was just miserable for two weeks, and he was fine. Oh, well, um, I ended up getting sick after you girls. Um, we were go- going to attempt to record last um, Monday, and I was thinking once again that I was going into labor, and once again didn't. <laughs> and you girls are still recovering a bit, so we ended up putting the show off. And then uh, it was about Thursday when I started feeling a little scratch in my throat, and um, I went to my um, prenatal appointment, and we pretty much decided that I was going to be induced the next day, and um, decided that baby wasn't going to come out <laughs> on his own, so... Um, so Friday morning, I get up, get ready to go to the hospital to be induced and um, was like really sick. Just I could feel it in my throat and was tired and um, not to mention I'd been having contractions the night before as well. So I didn't get enough sleep, was pretty much up since two in the morning and then um, went to the hospital to have a baby. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. Ridiculous to me because of how tired and sick I was and um but yeah, it was it was happening anyway. So so I got I got through it and uh thirteen hours later <laughs> he was born and this kid was nine pounds two ounces. The ultrasound had predicted eight pounds eight ounces, so um, my my no my doctor was very reassuring saying that usually if they're off they're off they overestimate you know so it would probably be smaller and I was like oh yeah um, this this will be fine no problem but no he turned out to be a big boy and uh, I've been recovering ever since the parents are thrilled of course he's adorable and uh, I've been uh, pretty much feeling like I got hit by a truck <laughs> so yeah that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I don't know anything about, um, recover, like, recovering enough to get out and run. Like, that's uh, foreign to me right now. Um, walking is good. (laughs) And you know how much I hate walking. (laughs) Um, so, I'm, if, if you noticed I'm, like, stuttering over my words tonight, it's because I'm on some... Uh, serious pain medication so I'm feeling pretty good right now I just my brain isn't working very well and um, thankfully you girls get to run the show tonight and and tell us about your race recaps so I guess we can kind of segue into running now Megan we knew you had a couple races coming up Uh, last time we talked what did you get in for running between your races and um, yeah why don't you just you just take it from here and, and (laughs) <laughs> explain it's been a big fat no running since my 5k because I was really sick and couldn't breathe and I didn't really start feeling better until Saturday or yesterday mm-hmm. so I've been pretty sick and I wasn't running and I didn't I was having enough trouble breathing walking around or sitting mm-hmm. that I was pretty sure running was not a smart idea so you got sick after your race it was the day of my race, and I had two planned for that weekend, and I only ran one because I was just really sick. So what was the race that you ran? I ran um, the Richards Run for Life 5K on Friday night. Okay. And how'd it go? I 
It was only off my PR by 11 seconds, wow. which is good job. really good considering how I felt. The whole day at school, I was really nauseous and sick to my stomach, oh. and I didn't eat hardly. So it, I was worried going in about nutrition-wise and fluid-wise because I didn't. I knew I hadn't done well because I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Finally, I think around 4.30... Well, school ended at 3, and that's when I remembered I had chewable Pepto at school. So I finally remembered right about then to go take it. And so about 4, 4.30, I started feeling better. And the race was at 7, so I came home, and Brad and I got ready to go. And Brad ran it with me. Awesome. And I beat Brad. Awesome. (laughs) By, like, 4 or 5 minutes. Oh. It was... It was a really tough race for Brad. Oh. Because he hadn't been running or training and really hadn't been doing much of anything physical uh-huh. and just went and ran a 5K with me. And so it, with all of his knee issues and everything, it may not have been his best choice. But So did you guys enjoy the race? I mean, it sounds like you were sick and he, he was hurting. I'd, it was still really warm, and I remember that from last year. But I forgot it this year. I wish I had worn a tank top. Because I always think, oh, the beginning of November, it'll be cool. No, it was still 80 and humid. And for five or like a 7 o'clock race, right, as soon as it gets dark. Or the time hadn't changed yet. So it was still light leading up right to before the race started. And then it was just getting dark right after the race started. So it was still really warm and humid mm-hmm. before race start which made it a tougher race than I'm used to because even though it's always humid in Florida, our morning races are a little bit better. There's at least some coolness Mm -hmm. going on. I feel like at least, or maybe it was teaching all day and then running a 5k, but we got there a little bit late and had to race day register. And so we started, I think at the very back of the pack, there were maybe 30 people of the race behind us and there were Three to 4,000 people who ran the race. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, it was a pretty big race, and we started at the back just because we got there late, and they don't really do corrals or paces. You just try to get to the front if you want to start at the front. Right. So I spent a lot of the race trying to catch up to people or pass people who are running slow, and there's a lot of weaving and dodging around people who decide to randomly walk and all the stuff that you get when you just kind of run a 5k towards the back of the pack. Right. And in, I like it. It's in our historic district, Ybor City, which is also where a lot of the bars are. So you run through an area I know pretty well. That sounds really weird, but I know it because it's a nice area to go to. And it's um, it supports our cancer hospital. Moffitt for the juvenile lymphoma and so you saw a couple there's a guy who was pushing a kid in a wheelchair who was so excited and he kept yelling at everybody and saying go go awesome and you could tell he had been through cancer treatments and stuff so it's a really fun race in that regard and then it's catered by our local Cuban restaurant mainly and a bunch of other restaurants too with a party afterwards and everything and free beer and 
Brad was taking the kids' beer tags <laughs> and getting beer with it. One okay, he <laughs> tells me he took one kid's beers, but there were two, so and he had my beers and overall it was really fun and I like night races. I wish I could do more night races closer to this time of year or in winter-ish. Yeah, I've never done a night race. That's cool. I like it because I do most of my running at night. So to me, it felt really natural Mm -hmm. to just get home from work, get ready to go run, and then go run. I miss running. (laughs) (laughs) Too, and I need to get back out into it, kind of. So were you happy with your um, performance? I was really happy to be 11 seconds off my PR. What was your What was your time? 31.05. That's awesome. And considering, I mean, you were hot, you had worked all day, you are sick, and uh, you had to maneuver around all those people. God, you must be so close to that 30 minutes. Like I'm hoping I signed up for a turkey trot in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's just four days after my half. So I'm hoping the half will carry me into shaving off those last 54 seconds for the turkey trot on Thursday. And it should only be 50. Is your half marathon next weekend? This weekend. This weekend? Holy cow. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) As ready as I'll ever be. I ran seven miles and I got an awful disease. Wow. So. Well, I, I'm looking forward to hearing about your half marathon. That's so cool. I, didn't, I thought there was still like more weeks <laughs> to go. You, know? you keep thinking that too. <laughs> and then they started sending out information about the expo and the final contact. And I'm like, oh yeah, I get to run a half marathon this weekend and then drive 12 hours. Yay. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Well, um, all I have to say is that I had my both of my best 5K races really soon after my half marathons. So um, I think that that's the best time to run a 5K in my experience. So hopefully it goes well for you. I'm hoping so too. That's what I keep. I remember you saying that your best times came after your half. Yeah. So that's why I'm hoping that it will be the same for me. Yeah, and you're already really close. This is exciting. Yay. <laughs> so what is your plan for this week? Are, do you think you'll get another run-in before the half? I would like to try to get one to two miles in. Yeah. Just back out there running because I haven't mm-hmm. in two weeks. But we'll see how that goes. Do you have any strategy for pacing? Um, just no. run. No. <laughs> just run. <laughs> try to do better than last time. It's going to be- <laughs> warmer too and I'm a little bit worried about that yeah well you'll be in North Carolina so you'll be further north right yes for my 5k so that's your 5k yep but your half marathons in Florida yes okay but I know the course so I think that because it's the same one I ran last year is it Gasparilla it's the St. Pete women's half so it's the one I did as my first half right awesome so I get redemption. Hope. <laughs> and what, okay, so your first half marathon, what was your time then? 2.48.35. 2.48? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's um, very 
close to my best time, so <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, that is my best time because my Gasparilla, I was sick at two and did a 258. Oh. So I'm still really aiming for under three. If I don't PR it with my lack of training mm. this half of the year, then I'm not really. But if I could just maintain under three, I'll be happy. Well, I wish you all the best, and I can't wait to hear about it. Katie, you mentioned that you ran a 5K also, and this is surprising to me. I didn't realize you had one. I'm sure you told us about it, but I, I forgot. So um, so what was the 5K that you ran? It was the Race to Save Hearts 5K, and it was one that I had also run last year. So I was kind of excited to uh, do it again and see how it would go. And it's a pretty hilly course because it's up in North Myrtle where we um, ran the Divas. But it goes back into the neighborhoods a little more, so you have more of an incline. Whereas, mm. you know, the hills that we did during the half weren't really that big. And um, What hills? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? What hills? But this one was a little more challenging, and I remember that last year. So I was excited to try to do it again this year. And then I got sick. <laughs> so I, I was really debating whether or not I should do it. And I thought, you know what, as long as I'm feeling like conscience, let's, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's go and see what happens. And it was my first run in about three weeks. So I knew I wasn't going to be fast. I knew it wasn't going to be anywhere close to a good time, but I thought it's, it's going to be miles under my belt. Right. So let's go out and do it. And the weather this week has been absolutely crazy. Well, I guess it's last week now, but um, Monday and Tuesday were literally freezing. The weather got down to um, 28 degrees Monday night, 24 degrees Tuesday night, and we had snow flurries in the air. Nothing stuck because the ground had been way too warm for anything to stick, but still, to have snow flurries in the air, all the kids came to school on Wednesday freaking out. Mm -hmm. Did you see the snow? And you're like, yeah, that's not snow, but okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then by Saturday morning, when the race was, It was really foggy that morning because it was so warm. The race started at 9 because usually around here races in October, November, December start a little bit later in order for it to warm up a little bit. It was 75 degrees. Wow. (laughs) So we had gone from literally having snow at one point in the week to being 75 degrees with 100% humidity. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and after coming off of sickness, my body did not like that too well. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure you ladies can relate to this. Running is just as much a mental game as it is physical. Mm. So I'm out there running, and it's a small race. There's only probably about 50 or 60 participants. Because the little girl that started this 5K did it in honor of her mother. Her mother passed away four years ago from a heart attack. And all of the proceeds from this race go to the American Heart Association. And it's put on through our local running club. So it, it's, it's a smaller race. It's not a two to 3,000 participant race at all. You know, it's 50. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there like, great. I'm going to be literally the last one crossing the finish Aww. line. Um, but I wasn't. I was next to last. So that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the finish in a minute. But with the mental game, I'm out there pushing myself and it's tough. I remembered to use my inhaler, which was good. 
but just I was so fatigued still my body its energy level is just not where it was before I got sick so I was really 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 exhausted and I kept saying nope just keep going just keep running just keep going but then it got to the point where I was like "Mm, I probably should stop and walk for a minute because I feel like I if I keep running I might pass out and that is not a fun feeling to have so I stopped and walked a little bit And then for the last mile, I just kind of did run-walk intervals. And I knew there was at least one lady behind me. (laughs) So I just kept pushing myself to run so that I could stay in front of her. So I wouldn't be the last person crossing the finish line. Um, But I was the second to last. So that's by far my worst performance in any race. Um, one of the slowest times for just a regular road 5k, it was 38.52. So... Still much faster than my last one, Katie, if it helps. (laughs) By like four minutes. (laughs) Yeah, and I've had one slower than that too, you know, that have been on the beach or the trail or whatever. And you, Sue, were like eight months pregnant, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So... Thank you for trying to make me feel better. But I, and two, I know it's because I've been sick and I haven't been running, you know? Yeah. So it was just tough. It was tough to see kind of where I am at the moment. And I've just got to work my way back into it and preparing for all my races coming up, um, November, December. And then of course next year with all the stuff that I want to do. So overall, uh, tough, tough race. But I'm glad that I got that got out there and did it because again, it's three miles that I that I wouldn't have had if I stayed home and sat on the couch. So that's that's kind of the race report for the race to save hearts 5K. Tough, but I'm glad I did it. Oh, I I know how hard it is to have races like that. It really is tough. I just keep thinking like. I would probably, if I was second to last, I also would probably try and just not come in last. But now I'm thinking, like, how awesome would it be to be last and have, like, everybody cheering for you <laughs> to finish? Yeah. Like, at least you can say that you were last. I don't know. Right. And she even came up to me, you know, after she had crossed the finish line. And she was like, thanks so much. You were a great pacer. And I was like, Phew. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I was like, good job. you know. And she asked if I was doing the, the race that I run in club sponsors next month, the reindeer run. And I told her yes. And nice. she was like, you know what? We finished. That's the important part. And I was like, I know. <laughs> so she was very, very positive for, for bringing up the rear in the race. That's sweet. I'm so jealous of both of you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. Well, I've really been looking forward to not being pregnant so that I could get back out there and run, but I don't see it being in my immediate future. I'm hoping that I'm feeling up to doing a turkey trot by the end of the month. I don't know. The thing is, like, I've been, you know, I go on Reddit a lot, and since I've been pregnant, I've been on the pregnancy subreddit, which is um, Baby Bumps. And all the all the um, pregnant women on there talk about their crazy pregnancy dreams and what they dream about the, the baby that they're going to have and um, all the weird stuff that happens in their dreams. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, all of my dreams have been about running. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had like so many dreams where it's like either I'm not pregnant anymore and I'm back out running or I'm still pregnant and I'm running, but it's so easy for some reason. Like I just feel so like 
lightweight and free and even with this big belly I'm still like you know um just flying like it was so liberating in my dream and then I had one dream I think the last one I had was post-pregnancy and it was so hard to run and I'm just thinking like yeah it's gonna be like that (laughs) so Uh that's what's on my mind like how difficult is it gonna be getting back to where I was it's something I I haven't been thinking about too much like I'm really just gonna be happy to get back out there and even if it's like starting over from scratch like at least I can be out there and and doing it you know so looking forward to that I just hope it's sooner rather than later but yeah I so you know I got in a race every month this year I only have two more to go so I'm really hoping I can I can do a turkey trot if nothing else I can walk it right yes yeah it's not the same to me (laughs) but um well even if you run 15 seconds and walk a minute you're still doing running intervals yeah I just don't know if I can do the 15 seconds. That's the thing. Well, then five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm sure I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting back out there. That's that's the thing. So, And uh, we have a show coming up after Thanksgiving. We're taking next week off for Thanksgiving. But um, the next show we talk about will be coming back from an extended break <laughs> to running um can you guess why <laughs> all right well that is it for the race recaps we can move on to the next part of the show which is runner girl recommends katie what is your recommend this week my recommend this week is actually a really great website that i've been looking at to try to plan my races for next year um, because as I mentioned on the show before my goal is to run a half marathon every month next year so we'll see how that goes wow. <laughs> a lot of it is going to depend on planning and logistics of course but there this website is halfmarathons.net halfmarathons is all one word and they have a lot of different options for looking up different races all over the country there's one where you can strictly look at all the races that they have listed for 2013 going into 2014. You break it down by month and you can scroll through them all. They also have options to find races by state. So there's a big map, interactive map, and you can click on the state because I'd like to do as many states as I can next year as well. Um, So that helps in finding different races all over the country or at least that are close enough to me that would be feasible. So you can click on the races by state and they bring up all the listings in, you know, date order. They also have options to look up races within big series like the rock and roll series, because one of the options I've been looking at doing is buying one of their tour passes to where you can either run like three, five or unlimited races within the series for a set price. Mm. And it's nice when you just have all the dates and locations listed in one place because if you've ever looked at the competitor website that does the rock and roll series, it's really colorful and really attention grabbing, but it's not always the easiest to just be like, when is this race? Right. <laughs> so it, it's really, really good. If you're looking for just a simple listing and a simple way to find dates of races and locations, it's halfmarathons.net. Very cool. And do you have any of your half marathons planned out for next year yet? 
Um, not, I've not registered for any. I've gotten a couple because I put together a calendar because, like I said, this is going to take a lot of planning um, to figure out exactly when each race is going to occur and which states I'm going to do at certain times. So the ones that are probably 90% sure I'd say right now, I want to do the half marathon here in Myrtle Beach in February because they have the, you know, the full marathon that they do where um, Trevor and Angie are going to be running. Oh, um. So I think I'm going to do the half marathon there. That's Trevor and Angie from Marathon Training Academy. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to do the Run the Bluegrass Half Marathon again in March, which was the half marathon I ran last year in Lexington, Kentucky, through the horse parks and horse farms uh, around Keeneland. Gorgeous, gorgeous country, but I didn't want that to be my first half because it's very, very hilly. <laughs> um, and from there on out, I don't have anything dead set. Those are the only two that I definitely want to do so no january race planned well not right away there's a couple of options the one that i'm looking at the most is the zuma half marathon down in amelia island which is in florida Hmm. and it's uh i think it's around jacksonville right isn't it pretty close to jacksonville are you asking me because i have no idea (laughs) oh okay yes i was but that's okay (laughs) i think that's i think it was around that location and jacksonville isn't that far of a drive for me so yes it is megan yeah it's in nassau county which is um jacksonville's county it's looking like it's fernandina beach which is all right around there yeah yeah that's that's the one that i was looking at doing for january just kind of have to make sure my calendar with school can correspond with everything, but definitely would want to do a Florida race at the beginning of the year, as opposed to, you know, in the heat of the summer. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for January. February would be the Myrtle beach. And then March would be the run the bluegrass. So did you have any, um, fall half marathon planned? I couldn't remember for, you know, for 2013. No, I had looked at doing the Myrtle Beach Mini, which was back in October, mm-hmm. um, but then I ended up just doing a 5K, Yeah. so yeah, no half marathon for me this fall. Okay. Well, I th- think I see plenty in your future for next year, so. <laughs> yes, and if any of our listeners have any good, unique half marathons that are around them, write into us and let us know, because I love the unique races. I think we've talked about that when we, you know, discussed why we pick the races we do. Mm. I like things that have unique elements. So as much as uh, the the ease and, and price point is nice with the Tour Pass of the Rock and Roll Series, if you've kind of done one Rock and Roll way race, Aside from different courses, of course, you kind of know what you're in for. So I'd love to hear about unique half marathons close to where our listeners are. So write in and let us know. I'm excited about this. This is going to be cool to follow on the show. So I think yeah. it's it's interesting because we, we both have pretty ambitious goals for next year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very different though, because I'm like thinking about like, oh, I could not run a half marathon every month because I have a specific plan to run a full marathon next fall. So that'll be very different to what you're doing. You know? <laughs> right. That is that is cool. Halfmarathons.net. Well, my recommend this week is dates. 
the fruit. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I never really ate dates before, but it was something that I was trying <laughs> as a way to induce labor <laughs> because when you're getting to be very, very far along in your pregnancy, you are willing to do anything to make it end. <laughs> um, and dates was an easy one. Basically, there was a study that said that pregnant women who ate like six dates per day in the four weeks before their due dates were more likely to go into labor naturally and that they had shorter labors and with less intervention than women who did not eat dates. And uh, it was just one small study with a small um, uh, sample size. So, you know, I don't know how much there is to it, but like I said, I was willing to try anything and they're, they're, they got kind of a unique texture that takes some getting used to, but they're really good for you and good for athletes because they are a great source of dietary fiber and potassium and magnesium and antioxidants. And you guys know how crazy I've been <laughs> lately about the minerals because the baby was stealing them all from me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just wanted to recommend dates as a great source to get those uh, minerals, maybe some uh, fueling for the run. But I don't. I wouldn't recommend Katie to try them because you you seem to have a sensitive <laughs> uh, gut. <laughs> you would yes. gotta be careful. I think dates might <laughs> might affect you negatively in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, as post run nutrition. There we go. So, Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend is something I found related to a recommend from a couple of weeks ago. It is an Etsy shop called Race Junkie. And I fell in love because she makes specialized tutus. And she's got some that look like Belle's dress from Beauty and the Beast, her big gold one. Yes. And it's made to look like that. And she's got a lot of them that are made to look like Disney princess dresses, but they're tutus. One looks like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I was just looking at that one. That's so cute, the little hearts. Yeah, so I I think it's cool. They're pretty affordable for the fact that they're really nicely done tutus that are handmade. 34 to 45 mm-hmm. and it's specialized because it's made by hand for you and I wouldn't want to go through and do some of these complicated tutus I'm probably yeah. looking at getting one yeah I'm looking at she really puts a lot of detail into like where she puts the colors and where she places like other elements on like with the with Belle's tutu there's like a ribbon going around that looks like like her dress like her ball gown it's so cool and there are a variety if you don't like disney princesses there are quite a few to choose from all right where are the superhero tutus (laughs) (laughs) i saw a wonder woman one too oh cool well i'll have to search through these but i thought it was fun and it came up after we had talked about races and the costumes Oh, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Costumes you can wear while running. Mm-hmm. I almost said those things you dress up in. So <laughs> You're not an English teacher, are you? Yes, but <laughs> in all honesty, I did teach all day long, so 
I had it earlier today. Sure you did. I was up at 5 a.m. <laughs> well, these are these are adorable. So that is Race Junkie on Etsy. Yes. Very cool. Thank you for that. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Our Runner Girl of the Week is somebody I've been following on Daily Mile for a while. He was one of the first people to add me when I started Daily Mile, besides you girls. And he's a runner from my hometown. And I think I've talked about him before, but he always runs in places that are familiar to me because they're places I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And he was interesting because he's been, he's a barefoot runner who's been training for his first real ultra. And he was, he's been, I've kind of seen his journey go through. And so I chose him this week because he had his first hundred mile race. And DNF'd it. Did he run the 100 miler barefoot? I'm sure. If wow. not, he has Luna sandals, which are really close to being barefoot. Wow. They're open, almost completely open sandals with just a strap. And they're leather and they're made for running. Like Harachis, right? Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> but he DNF'd at mile 64 of 100. Aww. Which to me is amazing because he made it 64 miles. Yeah. And um, he says, DNF at mile 64. Wasn't my day-to-day, but I learned a lot of things, had a ton of fun, and made some great new friends. Full report, including detailed accounts of what went right, what went wrong, and the heroic performances I witnessed of the truly remarkable runners at Wild Sebastian 100 after I get some sleep. Oh, and I'll go over the delightfully weird hallucinations I experienced between miles 51 and 53. Oh my Good gosh. evening. I heard that's a symptom of dehydration on, that runners get that on those really long races where they start hallucinating things. I'm kind of curious what he saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw another post where he said part of the issue was he had gotten a blister on the bottom of one of his feet that caused him to compensate and put an injury on the top of his foot oh and so eventually he stopped because of the blister foot injury and he was hobbling along and limping at mile whatever before he got to where he could stop but he's really inspiring to me because he's got a wife and three kids at home and one is a baby and he runs and still manages to find time. He's one of the few people on my daily mile who gets up at 4 a.m. and runs 20 to 25 mile long runs mm. before everybody's up. And then has a like work and family and all that. Yeah, and is training for ultras barefoot <laughs> in my hometown. I'm just like, he's and he's pretty fast too, so it's always interesting to see him. When he's like, I ran slow today at 10.17. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) I was trying to find out where the race was so I could see if he was in Florida. And maybe that's why he was so hot. Yeah, it was in Florida. Felsmere. The Wild Sebastian 100? Yes. I wonder what the terrain's like because Florida's pretty flat, right? Yeah, it's close to Miami. So it's um, in the stretch of nothingness. 
but I think it was close to a state park, so it might have been marshy. I don't know what Felsmere is like. It's not that close to me. <sighs> wow, that is quite impressive. 64 miles of a 100-miler. And uh, when, you know, somebody that's clearly very talented at running DNFs, it kind of makes you feel better, like, you know, happens to the best of us, right? Yeah, and that's what I went with. I was thinking about and he obviously still had fun. It makes me more interested in the whole ultra community where he DNFs a mile or a race, um, not even three quarters of the way in. And it's still like, I loved it. I had a ton of fun. I loved all the people I met. Yeah. So it just reminds me of the community that trail runner nation was talking about of how ultras are more fun and everything. That's great. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, if, you know, if if I got to 64 miles of the race and was miserable enough to quit, um, I think that I don't know how, how positive I could be, you know? I, I would like to think that I could, you know, be like him or like Katie and look on the bright side, <laughs> but I, I don't know. <laughs> so that's also impressive. So very cool. All right. Well, good job, Chris, and um, good luck on your next 100 because, you know, you know he's not going to stop there. I don't oh, think no. ultra runners are the kind of people who like to quit, so we'll, we'll find out what he does next. All right, up next is our weekly scavenger hunt. This week's scavenger hunt list is a picnic table, a golf course, a skateboarder, a turkey, and a fodder shock. Katie, what's a fodder shock? A fodder shock is something that you see a lot on people's like porches for Thanksgiving. It's the corn stalks that are all gathered up and tied together. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Yeah, that's what they're called, fodder shocks. Interesting. Okay, well, yeah, I could find one of those, I think, even around here. Oh, I did Google image a picture to understand. <laughs> Maybe they aren't very popular in Florida. You guys got palm trees instead, right? Yeah. I don't see a lot of people making things out of hay or corn. grain <laughs> or corn stalks. We, that's not. Yeah. Probably a little more popular cool. in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my southern states. Maybe I'll see some in North Carolina when I go. There you go. Well, I'm sure you'll be able to find a golf course in Florida. Yeah, I can um, go like two miles up the road in any direction and find one. <laughs> I actually have one about a couple miles up the road too, surprisingly. Well, very cool. That Those are our scavenger hunt list items for this week. If you would like to share those with us and our listeners you can email your photos to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com or you can post to instagram or our twitter account at runnergirlsshow with hashtags runnergirlsphoto or runnergirlsscavengerhunt and we'll collect all the pictures and share them on an album on our website and we should be up to date as of this release so if you've been sharing your pictures with us we have been getting them and they should be posted on the website and yeah um participation in that has been tapering off i know it has with me because i haven't been running so hopefully you guys are all still out there running 
this fall. I know most of the fall races are over, but if you are and you see something on the scavenger hunt list and you have your cell phone on you, take a picture, send it to us, and we will share them all. And it's pretty cool to see what everybody gets. Tammy K is still participating every week. She's finding damn near everything on the list and putting them together in a collage. So, Tammy, thank you so much for keeping this thing going and for working so hard to find everything. It's pretty cool to see what she comes up with every week. So, special shout-out to Tammy on that one. That is it for Scavenger Hunt. Up next, we have feedback. Our first little bit of feedback comes from Sarah G, whose Twitter handle is at Mommy in Pieces, and she writes to us, I almost caught up, but I'm running the Superhero Half in May for my birthday. Come join me and at Superhero Half Racing. We were talking about this before the show started, and this sounds like an awesome race. Yeah, it was uh, one that got brought up when we were talking about running in costumes and discussing which superhero we would be. And I really, really like the idea of it. Number one, because it's kind of close to me. It's in New Jersey. It's about an hour and a half or an hour maybe from New York City by bus. So I like the idea of it because I can get there and I want to dress up as Supergirl. It is something that we're, we're tossing around as we think about what race we want to run together next year. And it's a half marathon, so it'll help Katie check another state off her list, right? Yes, yes. And it's close to this New York City, so Megan will get her chance to run in New York. Yes, I was already looking up places to fly into, and the options look like JFK, LaGuardia, or Newark don't, are the three don't, closest. Don't go to New York. <laughs> we, so. we, should, we should find a place to stay in the city and then commute to the race. That's what I think. That sounds great because I just realized that there probably is a way to actually commute to New Jersey from New York. There is. No, I looked up the bus schedule. <laughs> See, where I live in Florida, getting to anything that's more than 40 miles away is not happening in less than six hours. Wow. So this actual commute thing that happens with real public transportation, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that exists? Okay. Because we have local buses, but... 46 miles worth of local buses is a long way in my town. Yeah. So, sounds like this one is a possibility for us for May. So, we'll we'll, we'll chew on that. I still like the idea of doing a relay. I just, that one I think is going to be a little pricier. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll have to think about it some more and, and see what works for all of us. So thank you for that, Sarah. And if we end up doing that, then uh, we'll then we'll have to have a meetup, and we'll have one more person at the meetup than we had at our last race. <laughs> <laughs> our next piece of feedback is a message on Facebook from Lisa. She says, "Hello, ladies. I found your podcast just before I had eye surgery, and it has kept me entertained for the past week. I wasn't allowed to run or read or text or look at a computer for <sighs> a week." It was a long week. <laughs> I hear you. I love hearing all your adventures. I live in Shawnigan Lake, BC, on the west coast of Canada, and mostly do triathlons in Canada. Okay. But have recently been doing more running races and trail races. I hope to run my first official half marathon in March of 2014. I once had a physiotherapist tell me that I would never likely run beyond 10K because I am not tall and thin. Well, that's ridiculous. I, 
yeah, Sue and I are both pretty short, and we've run over 10K. So. Well, I'm tall, but I'm not thin. So. <laughs> what kind of doctor would say that to somebody? I mean, I just, it just—it doesn't. One. It doesn't make any sense. What does being tall have to do with running? Like running a certain distance. Like maybe you wouldn't be an elite athlete, but to to I say you know. can't run more than six miles, I don't know. Sorry, getting all worked up now. <laughs> <laughs> I am happily proving her wrong. Thanks again for the great show, and look forward to hearing more. Well, thank you for listening, Lisa. And um, for ignoring your dumb physiotherapist. <laughs> and uh, that's cool. She runs triathlons. I wonder if she's done a half within a triathlon, like a like a half Ironman or something. Maybe not. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe that's why she says her first official. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. Tell us more, Lisa. Tell us about those triathlons, because mm-hmm. that's something I'm, you know, I'd like to do someday. I want to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for our feedback. Uh, tonight I have a quote that I found on uh, that website Megan mentioned, the motivational quotes for athletes or something, Tumblr. What was that? Yeah, motivational quotes for athletes, Tumblr, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is from Bill Bowerman. And uh, he's he was like one of the guys that started Nike and trained uh, Steve Prefontaine. And his quote is, if you have a body, you are an athlete. And um, I think that this kind of goes against what that physiotherapist was saying, if you ask me. Um, if you have a body, anybody, you can be an athlete. You are an athlete. It's just a matter of actually doing the training to uh, see where it will take you. So that doctor is dumb. <laughs> Yes. And if you can't tell, I'm on my first glass of wine post-pregnancy. <laughs> so we will let Katie qu- close this show for us tonight. And that is it for episode 16 of season three. Join us next week when we will be talking about running after an extended break. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. All episodes will be available here at runnergirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.